you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, still fully vaccinated and still trying like hell to dodge variants like Neo in the Matrix. Whew, we got a whole lot to talk about. But uh, as always, we are joined by the specialists on the other side of the glass. Hello, specialists there. We got producer Hytham uh, back in the main chair. Producer Justin is floating around in there somewhere as well. Uh, so all of those folks here to help us out, a cast of dozens that puts on this show for us. And joined here by Michael F. Florio. And um, we are two of a, seems like a dwindling number of people associated with the National Football League that have not tested positive for COVID recently. Oh, yeah, that number is definitely dwindling, <laughs> and uh, it's making it harder and harder to set our lineups. I, I put it out on Twitter. Like, if you have the buy in your fantasy football league this year, it's probably more important than ever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody's going to win a playoff week with, like, you know, Craig Reynolds or something like that <laughs> in their, their spot. Uh, we got plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about today. As Florio mentioned, it is fantasy playoff time. Should you automatically stick with big-name players? That's a question that we will ask. Plus, we have some Week 15 sleepers, and we are going over every single game on the slate. But... Let's get started because there is a lot of news. Let's get to these fantasy headlines and let's start with, as we were talking about, a ton of COVID issues around the NFL. The biggest one, at least the most recent big one, I should say, uh, hitting on Wednesday. Let me just preface this by all of these things we're going to talk about are valid as of the time we are recording this show. Who knows what's going to happen uh, in the hours after we are done here. But uh, on Wednesday morning, the Browns placed six players on the COVID list, including Baker Mayfield. Head coach Kevin Stefanski also tested positive. So it looks like those uh, players are going to be unavailable. Uh, I should also mention that on Tuesday, the Browns placed eight players on the reserve COVID-19 list, including Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper. Uh, by the way, side note, the Browns play the Raiders on Saturday on NFL Network. That game slated for 4.30 p.m. Eastern. As of now, there are no plans to change the status of that game. Elsewhere, 
On Tuesday, it was reported that 60-plus players had tested positive for COVID-19. That was since Monday. Uh, that's when there were also a slew of players. 28 of the 29 players placed on the list tested positive for the virus. That was on Tuesday. Uh, also on Tuesday, the Rams added nine players to the reserve COVID-19 list, including Odell Beckham Jr. Some of the other notable names on the list, Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, Philip Lindsay, which pretty much takes out the entire Dolphins backfield, Josh Gordon, Kadarius Tony. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I know he's on IR, but he did test positive. You had Jamal Williams, Alexander Madison. <sighs> I'm out of breath. Um, I, I guess the simple question is, how do we navigate this right now? It, it's very tough. I, I mean, I think one thing I, I think is, like, if you have a player who's playing, like, Thursday night, let's say, I, and a lot of studs are in that game, so you're playing them. But, like, let's say you have, like, a Mike Williams who you were on the fence about. If he's playing on Thursday and he's good to go, I think I would just start him in there then because you're guaranteed that he's going to play, whereas right now it feels like any player can can go at any time. And I think you need to have your handcuffs. Like Dearness Johnson right now 100% should be picked up. In Miami, go get Malcolm Brown or Duke Johnson. Like I know these are deep names that you don't want to start, but you might be in a position where they are your best option, so get them now. That is sort of the problem right now, is that we are so uncertain about who's going to be available and who's not. That makes it certainly hard to predict how things are going to go. We're going to do our best, certainly over the next 45 minutes to an hour, uh, trying to figure out how things are going to go. But it really is going to be catch-as-catch-can. And whoever is healthy, whoever is available, uh, that player is going to be picked up and he's going to be in in starting lineups. So uh, there are no clear definitive answers. And anyone who sits and tells you that they have a clear definitive answer is not your friend and they are lying to you. Uh, because that's just the way it is. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, it's a thing that's going to be reported on all week long. So we'll do our best to try and, and keep you abreast of all these different possibilities. But uh, it is... It has been a rough couple of weeks. This week has been easily the roughest in terms of positive COVID tests for the NFL since this whole thing began. And here, we're, we're coming up on two full years of, of COVID-19. Uh, just, just when you think it, it might, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We get, we get this. Comes right back again. So, uh, again, we will, we'll, we'll try our best to kind of help you all through it. Uh, we're all sort of going through this together. We're all learning about a lot of this together. Uh, and who knows, the way things are going, we may have a, you know, a breaking news pop up in the middle of us recording this show right now. Uh, other issues that are not COVID related, uh, more of the traditional type injury news. Jim Har or John Harbaugh, I should say, one of the Harbaugh's. John Harbaugh says uh, he plans for Lamar Jackson to start against the Packers. Jackson was carted off with an ankle injury in the loss on Sunday to the Browns. Now. Uh, Florio, obviously a big part of Lamar's game is being able to run. That seems like it's harder to do on a bad ankle. On top of it, he's facing a good Packers defense. If he does play, can we feel confident starting him this week? Uh, decent. Like right now, I have him as my QB 11, uh, and that was when I did my first go of rankings. I'm going to update it today, and I'm thinking I'm going to lower him a little bit. Like I have him just ahead of Russell Wilson, Tua, Kirk Cousins. I kind of think I'm going to slide in behind those names because there's risk in one, the re-injury, two, the fact that if he's not running, that's a huge part of his game right there taken away. And then the Packers are a really tough defense as well on top of all of that. So I think you could still ride with Lamar, but it's definitely more risky this week than ever. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens for the the Ravens. 
they need a win. I mean, the, yeah. the AFC North is still very much up for grabs, but nobody really is playing well, I, I would say, in that division. So for the Ravens, getting a win is incredibly important, but putting a hobbled Lamar Jackson on the field against the Packers seems like a bad idea, but look, I, I understand both sides of the story. If he's, if he's playing, it's hard to keep him on your bench in fantasy. Uh, I know that much. Uh, in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins is getting a second opinion on what's being called a leg injury. No real further uh, details beyond that. I had an MRI earlier in the week, now getting a second opinion. Uh, look, right now, we have no idea what's going to happen with Nuke, if he's going to play or not. He obviously has missed time earlier in the year with other injuries. Should you have a contingency plan ready for him? 100%. Even if that is just grabbing Christian Kirk or A.J. Green, because I know a lot of people have dropped them because they've been very up and down as of late. But DeAndre Hopkins has been battling leg injuries basically since the midway, when, midway point of the season. He missed a couple of games with that hamstring injury. And last week on Monday night, he was clearly hobbled by this. Like he, The game on the line, he was on the sidelines. So to me, that tells you a, a lot. And last week, 12 targets season high. Before that, they weren't really using him like a traditional wide receiver one so I think if he plays and there's no reports of him being limited you probably still start D-Hop but you have to have a contingency plan in place and I wouldn't be surprised if he plays but is very limited I mean the other part of it is maybe they you know err on the side of caution yeah they're playing the Lions this week and uh, I know coaches will never tell you that they're looking ahead but I think privately they can look around and say you know what we can beat this Lions team without having DeAndre Hopkins they need to make sure he's ready for the playoffs uh, I wouldn't be completely surprised if they decide to rest him. So, like like Florio said, have a backup plan ready to go, whether it's another Cardinals receiver, whether it's a receiver from another team. Just be prepared uh, in case he's not available. By the way, James Conner is dealing with an ankle injury. He is also day-to-day. Uh, Chase Edmonds was not activated off IR last week. Could happen this week. So uh, that's another thing that you may have to plan for because uh, on paper, great matchup against the yeah. Lions run defense. And and that's a good point you said about looking ahead because we've kind of seen the Cardinals already do that this year. Like we kept being like, they have to get Kyler Murray back. And they just kept being like, nope, we're going to take the long-term <laughs> approach here. So. Uh, last bit of news here, uh, at least for us. Uh, who knows? More, more may <laughs> pop up. But uh, Michael Carter who has been on injured reserve with an ankle injury, is expected to return for Week 15 against the Miami Dolphins. He was playing pretty well before the ankle injury, so uh, is it safe to use him as a flex option? I think so. Uh, he is the only Jet that I would be interested in using this week against Miami, but he, when he was healthy, he was getting enough work and was looking pretty explosive that I, I, I don't love starting him as like a top 20 running back or say, but if you're getting a little bit deeper, talking about a flex option, I think that's the right spot for him. I think that's that's probably the ceiling for him as a, a flex spot. Uh, look, especially if you're if you're a playoff team, hopefully you have some deeper options at running back. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Who knows? Considering, considering all we just talked about in the last couple of minutes, uh, everything that's going on, maybe you don't. All right, that takes us to our three big questions for the week. Let's start with a handful of running backs that people had expectations for that maybe have sort of underperformed uh, throughout the season. You got Saquon Barkley, uh, Rashad Penny, who doesn't quite fit into that category, but just popped up into our lives, Miles Sanders, and Antonio Gibson. If you were to rank the four of them for this week, how would you do it? With very little confidence, I would put them in this order. In Antonio Gibson, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, and then Miles Sanders. And my thinking is, 
all of these guys are very volatile. I'm going to trust the safer volume. And I know last week Gibson didn't get a whole lot, but the two games prior to that, he was towards the top of the league in touches. Saquon Barkley is going to be getting used in the passing game as well as we know he's the lead ball carrier for the Giants there. Penny, I, I know it's a little bit of a tough matchup, but he looked really good the other day, looked explosive. Uh, and Miles Sanders, I know he looked good last we saw him, but Jordan Howard is back now. Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell are still there. We don't have Sanders scoring a touchdown all year. So uh, it's all four of these guys, though, I feel like this is a good grouping because they're all very volatile RB2s. So... My rankings for those four are pretty much complete opposite, completely <laughs> flipped. But I, I also will throw in the caveat that I have very little confidence in how this is going to go. So I go Miles Sanders, uh, number one, with Rashad Penny at two, Saquon at three, Antonio Gibson at four. I, I shuffled these around quite a bit before I settled on this. So I'll say that the one in four is because Washington is maybe as hard hit, maybe even harder hit by yeah. COVID and injuries than anybody else, which I think sort of impacts the game script. And so I think maybe you see the Eagles run the football a lot, which also by contrast means the football team might not be able to run just because, uh, you know, who knows how they'll be able to move the ball. So that that's why I put Gibson at four, Sanders at one. Penny and Barkley uh, really are interchangeable. I just think Rashad Penny is going to get a ton of volume. And uh, after what we saw from Saquon last week in what was a great matchup on paper uh, against the Chargers, that that made me hesitant. But, uh, I mean, I guess it just kind of stands to reason, though. It, just, it, it sticks to the point that all four of these guys are sort of bunched together, and there's no real clarity on what's going to happen here. Yeah, no, there's running back, once you get past, like, the top 18 or so, it's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, struggling guys and good matchups or guys who get volume but things are going wrong for their team like so there's a lot of question marks around all of these players but Marcus did you ever think we would get to the day where we're talking Rashad Penny versus Saquon <laughs> Barkley I mean what is going on Saquon ah uh, yeah man it's meanwhile all the Jonathan Taylor managers are just sitting back and like you know they've, they've probably checked out on this portion of the show um, <laughs> you guys can come on back now we're gonna we're gonna talk about other things not about uh, you know your luxury at running back or anything like that um this is the next question should fantasy managers now that we're in the playoffs take the uh, traditional stick with your studs approach and, and i ask that in terms of a handful of guys that we consider to be studs that aren't playing well uh you know at quarterback you've got guys like patrick mahomes and dak prescott uh you know at running back you know, we mentioned Saquon Barkley, uh, a guy like that. I mean, these are guys that, uh, you know, traditionally were set it and forget it in your lineup. This year, they have not been that, but it's playoff time. Do you go with that or do you do you risk sitting them knowing that, you know, a bad week sends you home at this point? Uh, typically, I am a, a stick with your studs type of player. Uh, I will say, though, it all it all depends on your other option. Like if I have Dak and Taysom Hill, cool, I'll go, I'm OK going with Taysom Hill there. Or if I have Saquon and let's say I have one of the Broncos running backs, I'm OK taking a shot there on those guys in a good matchup. But if we're talking about like Ramondre Stevenson is my bet, my backup. No, I'm going to stick with my stud in Saquon Barkley. And, and so that all is what it comes down to. Like, I need a backup that is not only playing well, but is getting consistent opportunity as well. I feel like if I'm going to go with a backup in this situation, uh, either it is somebody who's playing really well or just has a matchup that is just undeniably good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a ton of those this week. So I feel like, you know, this is a situation where you are kind of starting some of your big names hoping for the ceiling play or hoping that they, they at least come sort of back to where they had yeah. been. 
Um, but it, it is a question that I know a lot of people are going to deal with. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these guys you know, that I, I'm thinking of later on in the show. Uh, you know, Guys like DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey. We'll sort of dive into their situation a little bit later on uh, because it is a thing where, you know, and uh, it's, it's questionable. Yeah, and there's different levels of stud. Like like Julio Jones is a stud by name, but yes. he, is, he is not a, a like, must-start, your stud every week kind of guy. But like a DK Metcalf, that's a little different then. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Which actually gets us to our third question. Who is one player that you're worried about letting you down here in the first week of the playoffs? Uh, you mentioned him just a second ago, Travis Kels, because he's not Travis <laughs> Kelsey anymore, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm still definitely starting Travis Kelsey, and this is one of those things, right? Like, Travis Kelsey on paper is a stud. He's the tight end two in the year on total points, tight end four in points per game. Uh, again, not what we paid for, but still a tight end that you start. The Chargers give up the six most fantasy points to tight ends. He had a good game against this team previously, but then the thing against him is, like, he's playing extremely poorly as of late. And, uh, I mean, his last two games is single-digit fantasy points uh, with four targets last week. That's not what you want to see. I'm still going to be starting Travis Kelsey, but I will admit this is, in the last six years, this is the most scared I've ever been about starting Travis Kelsey. I mean, a handful of games in a row with uh, fewer than, or at least uh, I went to three games, I know, with fewer than 30 yards receiving. He's got a handful of games with fewer than 60 yards receiving. It, it has not been what you were expecting when you, you know, like me, spent a first-round pick on Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm going to pivot, though, to Najee Harris uh, as a guy who really could potentially give you some problems this week. They've got the Titans, who, as much as we've picked on the Titans when it comes to the passing game, they've been pretty good against running backs this year. And I just... I sort of look at that Steelers offense and you know what we saw from them against Minnesota. Yes, they came back late in that game, but for almost three quarters, that offense did absolutely nothing. And it worries me that you know if they get in a situation where they're falling behind, they have to throw the football. Uh, I know they can involve Najee Harris, but will they? So, um, but this is another situation where he's been so good this year that it's hard for me to keep him on my bench. Uh, but I don't like the matchup. I don't like the way the Steelers are playing. And if I'm starting him this week, I'm at least a little bit concerned about what the outcome could be for him. I have a fantasy team with Travis Kelsey and Najee Harris on it. So thank God I got the buy. <laughs> See, this is why the buy is important. This is why you play all year uh, to get that first week off. Time for a quick break. But when we return, we'll dive into our week 15 game preview. Stay tuned for that on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. That gets us to the start of our game previews. We'll begin uh, like we normally do with Thursday night football. Huge game. Uh, it is the Chiefs 
and the Chargers. They're going to play it uh, just on the other side of this wall over there at SoFi Stadium. You can see that game, of course, on NFL Network, Fox, and streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, so many big-name players in this one. Uh, where are you focusing fantasy-wise? I-, I think you could start all of your studs in this game, but let's specifically focus on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who, I mean, you can see it right there on the screen. Start this guy like a boss. I mean, when they played earlier this year, CH had a pretty good game. He scored a touchdown. He gave you 17 fantasy points. The Chargers, though, they give up the fifth most points to fantasy uh, running backs and the most rushing yards per game. So with Mahomes not looking like Mahomes as of late, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get CEH more involved. We saw him score two touchdowns last week. But, Marcus, what I love is when these two teams played earlier this year, it was a score fest and a concentrated score fest. Like every fantasy player that we wanted to, to do well did well in this game. So I think you start everyone on both sides of the ball here. Yeah, last, you know, last week the Chiefs had a score fest, but it didn't involve any of the players that you really no. wanted. You know, no Tyreek Hill in the end zone. Travis Kelsey didn't really play particularly well. I mean, I guess if you started CEH. Uh, you were fine, but it wasn't a lot of the players that, that you were anticipating there. A um, couple of Saturday games, and you can see them exclusively on NFL Network. Uh, the first one being the Raiders and the Browns. As I mentioned earlier, that game set to kick off at 4.30 Eastern uh, on NFL Network. Now, you know, in full disclosure, I originally said that the Donovan Peoples-Jones was going to be a sleeper in this game, but then you know, most of the Browns seem to have uh, tested positive for COVID, which completely changes. So, we're going to pivot to starting Josh Jacobs, and it looks like he has really become the running back there for the Las Vegas Raiders. We know what he can do as a runner. That part has never really been up for debate with Josh Jacobs. What had previously been up for debate is whether or not they were going to use him in the passing game, and it seems like they are. Uh, even before Kenyon Drake went on injured reserve, Jacobs was starting to see more targets. Uh, he had a game a couple weeks ago where he had nine targets, caught all nine of them, this is a thing we knew he could do coming out of Alabama. It's just the Raiders weren't using him that way. Now they are. Uh, and I think with so many other questions in the offense, we know that Hunter Renfro is going to get targets. We'll see if Darren Waller is available for this week. But Josh Jacobs is a part of the passing game now, which is all we ever wanted. Uh, and I think that makes him a pretty safe start for the Raiders. Yeah, I think that makes him an RB1. Like, that's all he needed. Yeah. That's all he was missing. So, uh, The other game on NFL Network on Saturday is the Patriots and the Colts. That one's set for 8-15 Eastern. And uh, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, not great. And, <laughs> and I know a lot of people are say, are worried about Jonathan Taylor because they're like Bill Belichick likes to take away the team opposing team's best weapon. And that that is true. But I still think Jonathan Taylor is so good that He's still my RB1 ranked, so I'm going to get away from him and say beware of the other good player on the Colts, Michael Pittman Jr., because the the Patriots secondary has really been the strength of this defense this year. They're allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points to receivers, uh, and Michael Pittman Jr., Hasn't been playing great as of late. You see there, no touchdowns. The volume has been inconsistent for him. So I have him in a couple of spots, and I'm sitting him this week, where it's like Jonathan Taylor is a must-start every week. So so don't be worried about him, but you should be worried about Wentz and Pittman Jr., I think. I think with, with Pittman, and I saw some folks discussing this on Twitter this morning, that you're really sort of hoping that even if he has minimal targets, that he hits a couple of big plays in there. I think that's the, the thing that you're really going to look out for. But, uh, yeah, you know Jonathan Taylor's going to get volume even even if Bill Belichick tries to scheme him out of the game, uh, the, the Colts are going to figure out a way to kind of get him involved. So that's that's one less worry I think you have uh, in that matchup. 
Packers and the Ravens. We talked at the top of the show about Lamar Jackson uh, dealing with that ankle injury and uh, kind of keeping an eye on his status. Beyond that, uh, what should people pay attention to? I would be worried about Marquise Brown right now. One, Marquise Brown hasn't been great as of late. I mean, early on he was putting up wide receiver one numbers, but the last five weeks – Two games over the last month, two games in over double digits, but all 13 or less. So you're not really getting what you wanted there. The volume has been down the last two games. And if Lamar misses time, Huntley has thrown passes to four more players than he has to Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown has only seen nine targets from Huntley this year that ranks fifth. Whereas like Mark Andrews is at 19, Bateman's at 14. So Huntley clearly has rapport with other players. It's just another layer of something to worry about for Marquise Brown. I have him as like a low-end wide receiver too this week. Yeah, if uh, if Tyler Huntley is starting at quarterback, I kind of like Rashad Bateman uh, yeah. as a sleeper this week uh, against Green Bay. Uh, elsewhere, the Titans and the Steelers. Uh, I talked about my concern for Najee Harris in this one, uh, but I will say a deep sleeper is Deontay Foreman, and maybe he elevates himself to just regular sleeper considering the number of players who may miss time uh, this week. Uh, the wheel of Titans running backs post Derrick Henry has been you know, kind of slowly turning. We went from Foreman to Hilliard. Jeremy McNichols has been in there somewhere. Uh, but there was an Adrian Peterson week, if I remember, <laughs> somewhere along the line. Uh, now I think we're back to Deontay Foreman. This is sort of game script dependent. If, for whatever reason, the Steelers jump out to a lead and the Titans have to play from behind, then maybe we see more Hilliard, more McNichols. But as long as the Titans keep control of this game, game uh, I think they can use Deontay Foreman as kind of a battering ram use him to grind some clock and uh, maybe he finds the end zone in this one as well uh, Falcons at the 49ers which weirdly both these teams very much in playoff contention the Niners right now sitting at the sixth seed but the Falcons kind of hanging around here which I never really thought I would say uh, but for fantasy what what should we pay attention to I think you should start whichever running back starts for the 49ers. <laughs> I- I'm hoping that it's Elijah Mitchell because I have him in some spots. But even if not, we've seen Jeff Wilson continue to get big volume when Mitchell sits. And it's just a great matchup. The Falcons have struggled against running backs. They're in the top 10 in, uh, in total fantasy points allowed. They allow a good amount of touchdowns to the position. And we know the 49ers are going to run the ball. You want a part of that Kyle Shanahan run offense. Hopefully it's Elijah Mitchell. But if not, I still think Jeff Wilson's in play as an RB2. I definitely think Wilson was a guy to pick up off waivers this week just because you, know, you don't know what the situation is going to be. Uh, the problem is, if Mitchell is back, Wilson kind of fades because Debo Samuel's going to take those other yeah. carries. He's weird. It's weird. He's like the RB2 that – I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> but whatever. Um, the football team, that being the Washington football team, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first of two meetings in the next three weeks. I think they play this week. Uh, and then they play again in week 17 because the schedule was weird and they really concentrated a lot of division games late in the season. Uh, But as I mentioned, the Washington football team dealing with so many missing players uh, saw a tweet uh, earlier on Wednesday morning that said between injured reserve and the COVID-19 reserve list, 30 players from Washington are on one of those two lists. Remember, uh, you have a 53-man active roster, so that says quite a lot right now. But I will tell you, uh, there is one WFT player that, at least for now, uh, is startable, and that's Ricky Seals-Jones. The the Washington offense really has utilized its tight ends pretty heavily, partially because they just can't find any pass catchers beyond Terry McLaurin in this offense. Now, McLaurin 
was in concussion protocol earlier in the week, so that's a thing to monitor as well. But RSJ uh, has been playing well, getting more opportunities. On top of it, the Eagles continue to be awful against the tight end position. Doesn't really matter who it is. They just seem to have tight end blindness. So if you are streaming the position, which I'm sure there are a few playoff teams that are doing that, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones really has... I'm not going to say he's a, a playoff winner, a league winner, but he's in really good position in the next couple of weeks to do that. And, and if he plays well this week, you just hold him because, yep. again, like you said, two weeks from now they play again. So there you go. You got your streaming option already on your roster. You already got that locked up for the rest of the playoffs. All right. We are doing some starts and sits here, but we also have the Stardom Sit'em Show. For those of you who really want that championship trophy, you get Adam Rankin a monitor. You get Michael F. Florio shooting money guns. Kimmy checks dancing. Uh, It's a whole thing, and it's every Thursday. You can see that streaming at 4 p.m. Eastern in the NFL Fantasy app, NFL app, NFL.com, or YouTube channel. I say this as though you haven't heard me say it every week. You probably know that by now. Uh, And for those of you who uh, have a life and can't be near a device at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, it's on demand. So you can catch it whenever life allows. All right. Last few weeks, it's been a struggle for DK Metcalf and uh, a lot of the Seahawks offense. So can we trust DK against the Rams in week 15? We dive into that after the break on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, let's talk about the Seahawks and the Rams. Specifically, let's talk about DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, it has not been a great stretch for DK this season. It's been you know, kind of an up and down year, but especially uh, the last few weeks, uh, not particularly great. But obviously, this is a big time of the year for fantasy managers. Big game for both the Seahawks and the Rams coming up this week, maybe more for Seattle than it is for Los Angeles. Uh, likely a matchup between DK Metcalf and Jalen Ramsey. Do you still trust him this week against the Rams? I do. I do. I would be starting DK Metcalf. Look, in the last two seasons, these teams have matched up four times already, once in the playoffs last year. DK struggled that first game. He gave us less than five fantasy points. The next one, he gave us 12. The last two, he's given us 26.6 and 26.8. His best game of the year this year came against the Rams. And look, I understand he's been struggling as of late. Still getting eight targets. He's at least eight targets in four of his last five games. I will take eight targets from DK Metcalf over most players in the in fantasy football. So, yeah, if you pick someone up off waivers and you're debating, like, Amon Ross St. Brown versus, it's a no contest to me. Like, give me DK Metcalf. I could live with him struggling in my starting lineup. I would hate myself if I benched him and he went off. I mean, again, it's one of those things where the ceiling is so high. Yep. When DK uh, is doing his thing, you know what kind of numbers he can put up. Uh, and the other part of it, it doesn't take a ton for him to put up a big number. I mean, he can you know take a short pass, break a tackle, or he can take a deep throw, end up in the end zone. So uh, I, I understand the fear. Plus, as we were talking about before the show, um, he, has, he has burned Jalen Ramsey in the past. Yeah. He's had good games against Ramsey. So maybe that isn't the fear that we think it is. Uh, so I get the, I get the concern. 
But uh, I, I still think I'm starting him there. I, I treat him like Jamar Chase. Like the upside is so high that so I'm great. starting every week because yep. he could just win me a week single-handedly. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere, our next one up, uh, we talk about the Cowboys and the Giants. Ezekiel Elliott, who has been really banged up over the last few weeks. There's been talk about whether or not the Cowboys should maybe feature Tony Pollard a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's got, a, on paper, a decent matchup against the Giants this week. Do you consider him to be an RB1 in Week 15? I do not. I, I have him outside the top 12. I actually, right now, I have him at 18, but I'm going to be reshuffling the rankings a little bit this morning. But he's going to be in that 15 through 18 range. So top 20 is someone you could still start, but not a must start anymore, I don't think, and not an RB1. So, no. Yeah, over the last four weeks, he is the RB16. Uh, I mean, part of it is that they have been using Pollard and using him effectively. Part of it is that he has been less than 100%. I mean, there was that talk not that long ago uh, that maybe they were going to limit his workload. Maybe they would you know, give him some time off. That hasn't happened, but you can also watch Ezekiel Elliott run, and you can tell that he's not 100%. So the Cowboys still trying to have him gut it out. I'm sure he still wants to grind it out. But you know, the production has suffered because of that, and so uh, I think that's something to take into account. But again... Uh, chances are you don't have another better option. At least you don't have two better options, I would think. Yeah, on probably your not. Pitch. So you're going to play Zeke uh, against the Giants this week. Time to get back into our game previews now. We will go with the Bengals at the Broncos. Again, two teams right now just on the outside looking in, but still very much in the playoff race. Uh, what are you doing here? I'm going to bench all the Denver Broncos pass catchers. Like the only players from Denver that I want to start in fantasy are their two running backs because one that's what they try to do they try to establish the run they throw a bunch to their running backs as an extension of the running game and we're just seeing it like Cortland Sutton gives you literally no floor and very little upside ever since Jerry Judy's return Noah Fant is so inconsistent like these guys median game is like nine fantasy points maybe their upside is like in the teens like to me their floor is so low their ceiling is not high enough like just just get away from them now that we're in the fantasy playoffs is is Jerry Judy I'm not gonna say he was a bust this year but he's definitely a disappointment this year big right? one yeah and and I, I will say I don't think it has anything to do with with Jerry Judy like I mm. still believe Jerry Judy is a really really talented wide receiver it's just this offense isn't built to be a, a high-powered passing offense so next year though when they have Aaron Rodgers it'll be a lot better yes <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be so much better next year uh the Panthers at the Bills uh Buffalo trying to shake off a couple of really tough losses over the last couple of weeks the Panthers Kind of in disarray. Uh, we've seen Cam Newton get pulled for P.J. Walker. Now there's talk that Sam Darnold could be back and starting again. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, you can sit Cam Newton, regardless of who the quarterback is going to be. Maybe it's going to be Sam Darnold. Maybe it'll be Cam Newton. Maybe it'll be P.J. Walker. Just, just save yourself the headache, though, and just take Cam off the list. Uh, and, and I say this, this comes from a place of hurt for me because I wanted to see him come back and have success. I wanted to see him. Uh, look, I didn't think he was going to be the same Cam Newton that was an MVP and led the Panthers to a Super Bowl. But I did think he could come back uh, and be competitive and put up some decent numbers. And it hasn't happened. Uh, it hasn't happened in good matchups. And this is definitely not a good matchup, regardless of what's happened to the Bills in the win-loss column the last few weeks. This is still a defense that gives quarterbacks issues. So uh, I'm saying to sit Cam Newton. But that can apply to anybody who's under center for the Panthers. And, and honestly, Florio, I feel like it, it extends uh, 
just a lot of their skill position guys this week, too. I mean, that, with quarterback uncertainty, that means it's tough for DJ Moore, for any of the running backs. Just It's just not a good situation. They are one of I, – I, I was just thinking about it in my head. Like, there's four teams that I would – Two exceptions, maybe, but like the Panthers, Texans, Jaguars, Jets, with the exceptions being Robinson and Michael Carter, maybe. Like, I want none of those players at all on my fantasy starting lineup. Like, the Panthers are, it's just gross right it's just, now. It's just really gross. This team, this sort of what, 4 0, I think, something like that. Right Sam now, Darnold was uh, in the conversation for comeback player right, of the year. I mean, he was like, I remember after the first three or four weeks, he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns, and then it, it's all fallen apart. So, uh, all right, Jets and the Dolphins. Speaking of the New York Jetropolitans, uh, they they are who they are. Uh, the Dolphins still kind of hanging around in the postseason race. Uh, what, what's happening here? Start all Jets. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, start your Dolphins running back, though, because in this game, I think it's kind of straightforward. You know two is a good streaming option. You know to start Jalen Waddell. But then it's like, what else do we do? And the Jets struggle mightily against the run. They give up by far the most fantasy points, the most yards, the most touchdowns, and they're up there in most catches allowed as well. The only reason I say start your Dolphins running back is because Miles Gaskin, Phillip Lindsay, Savon Ahmed are all on COVID IR. But Malcolm Brown is eligible to return from the regular IR this week. So if he returns, I think he is a good streaming option. And if he doesn't, Duke Johnson's on the practice squad like it's 2015. We could get Duke Johnson back in our fantasy lives. I think whichever Dolphins running back is the starter this week is one that you could stream in fantasy. This makes me flash back to a few years ago when it was right around this time of year. Uh, I I had to pick up and start Patrick Laird um, because injuries and what have you and like he had a good matchup on paper i don't i don't remember that, him having that was a good the game. year fitzpatrick led them in rushing yards yeah. for like 200 yeah right? that's exactly that was exactly <laughs> the year uh i started patrick laird it did not go well that's all i know more game previews for you we'll start with the cardinals and the lions one of those teams is really really good the other one is really really not uh i will say though that you are going to start james connor uh, we mentioned at the top of the show he is dealing with an ankle injury that has him listed as day-to-day. But if he is good to go for Arizona, he should absolutely be in your lineup. We'll also see if Chase Edmonds is activated if he returns this week. But even still, the way Connor is playing right now, uh, you, you just can't take him off the field that much if you're Cliff Kingsbury. He's out here making one-handed catches and all kind of stuff. I mean, he's doing ridiculous things. He's playing incredibly well uh, for the Cardinals. So uh, if he's in the lineup for Arizona, if his ankle is good enough, then he should be in your lineup. Um, I mean, you also have one of the big surprises of the fantasy year. I mean, just, just him being so good has been amazing. I, I think he deserves, like, fantasy MVP consideration. He's yeah. been that good for where he went in. The, like, he might be a better pass catcher than Chase Edmonds at this point. Right? I mean, it's wild that we're talking about him being great. We're talking about Cordero Patterson being great all year long. Debo Samuel has become one of the Leonard best running backs. <laughs> right. I mean, just guys that, you know, you just weren't really thinking about on that level. Uh, this year who've played some really, really good football. Uh, the Texans and the Jaguars, because the schedule makers <laughs> said so. Uh, in theory, one of these teams is going to get their third win, but uh, in reality, there's a very good chance they tie. and they're both <laughs> zero, like, zero. Right? It could be. And they're going to be like 2-11-1, which... Ugh. Uh, so, because we're talking about every game, we're talking about fantasy, what are we talking about here? I think you should still be starting James Robinson. Is this for us or is this for Urban Meyer? This is for... Us and Urban Meyer. Like, I, I know there's a lot of fantasy managers out there who are concerned. And look, I, I don't have an answer for the usage he's gotten. The last two games combined, he has less than 40 total yards and less than three total fantasy points. 
it's not his fault, though. We know James Robinson is very good. We know that when he gets volume, he gives us good fantasy days. But the thing I'll say, too, is like those last two games, they lost by a combined score of 57 to 7. So, yeah, that's not going to be the case this week against the Texans. I expect a competitive game, and naturally I think that leads to James Robinson getting more volume. And if he's getting good volume in this matchup, I think he could still have a good fantasy day. So I don't have him ranked as highly as normal, but I still think you start him. I just, you know, I just want good things for James Robinson. And I don't know what he has done to deserve this. I don't think he's done anything to deserve this, but he he deserves more play I don't know what Jacksonville has done to deserve this. I know, like, those fans are loyal. They're 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 good, hardworking fans. They like they love their team. They they do deserve better than this. London's team. They're I London's mean, team, right? They're they're a they're a team in two markets. Like they deserve better than this. Help us out, Shad Khan, please. Uh, all right, Sunday night football: the Saints and the Buccaneers. This probably looked a lot better on paper when they put it together than it does <laughs> now that we're here uh, in Week 15. But I will say, I think you can start Taysom Hill. Uh, not because Taysom Hill is some amazing passer who's going to light it up through the air and spread it around. In fact, I wouldn't start any Saints pass catchers at all. But I'm doing it because of what you're seeing here on the screen. Him running the football, the fact that he can get out of the pocket, that he basically is the second running back, or maybe the first running back, depending on how you view Alvin Kamara here. Whatever, he's going to run the football, especially if they get close to the goal line. Uh, then I think you know he has a chance to run it in, and maybe he'll give you about 150 passing yards if things go well. So uh, we talked about you know. Guys who are struggling, you know, the Dak Prescotts of the world, uh, you know, maybe a Russell Wilson, depending on how you feel about him. There are a handful of guys that I think I would play Taysom ahead of. So he's definitely in, in the mix for starting consideration this week. I completely agree. And I think it only gives me confidence that last week we just saw Josh Allen run for over 100 yards against this same Bucks defense. They were, I, I think we're going to get a lot of Hill like dropping back. Like pumping one way and just, <laughs> and just take, taking it, off. It works. <laughs> it works. Uh, that is pretty much the entirety of the Saints playbook uh, right now. All right. So we close this out with Monday Night Football, the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, what's happening here? I think Justin Fields is a streamable option this I week do too. if you've been streaming quarterbacks. Uh, he looked good on Sunday night uh, besides the three turnovers in a tough matchup against the Packers defense. And in his last three full games, he's topped 18 fantasy points. And then this is the Vikings. I mean, they gave up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And just last week, they let Big Ben, Big Ben, torch them for a bunch of fantasy points. So I think Justin Fields could get the job done. I mean, even last week against the Packers, when Fields had an up-and-down game, I mean, he had a, a couple of nice big plays, also threw a couple of picks. I still finished with 18 fantasy points, yeah. which is not terrible. So I, I'm on board with this, too. I think you can start Justin Fields, uh, depending on your situation. Uh, as we close this thing out, we'll give you some sleepers for the week. Who is your first one? My first one is Jimmy G, who's been playing good football mm -hmm. as of late. And I specifically love his matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, who give up the second most fantasy points per game two quarterbacks but again you see there two passing touchdowns in five of his last six games he's just been playing better than we anticipated better than he gets credit for I don't think he is like a high ceiling type of quarterback but if you've been streaming I think he can get you like 18 to 20 fantasy points I you know I, I really toyed with the idea I didn't put him in the sleepers column this week but I really did take a good long look at it because the matchup is good and as you said he's he's playing pretty well uh, so far over the last few weeks, uh, you know, I, I know that with my friends who are 49ers fans, they were they were very nervous about him in overtime last week, but he got it done and he got uh, he got the Niners a win over the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go to Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who 
he's been pretty much a matchup-based starter most of the year for the Dolphins, but play the Jets. So the matchup is good. Uh, I think this is a situation where, again, if you are streaming to a, if you're playing him, say, a second quarterback in a two-quarterback league, you know, if you can get 18 to 20 points out of him, uh, you should be over the moon. And I think that's what he can do uh, against the Jets. Uh, as much as people seem to talk down on him and, and try to pick him apart, he's played pretty well this year. And I'm, I've been just excited to kind of see his development because I don't really understand the hate for Tua. Uh, and I think this is another week where he can step up and uh, maybe throw a touchdown pass or two and uh, end up with a pretty good fantasy number. Completely. We, we're talking about some streaming quarterback options. He's my favorite, like yeah. ahead of Fields and Jimmy G. Yeah, Tua I think is in a, a good spot this week. Uh, another sleeper for me, if you don't mind. Your boy here, Amon Ross St. Brown. God. He's getting it done as of late. 12 targets in two straight games, and it's led to 15 fantasy points and almost 25 fantasy points in the game before that. And last week would have been a bigger – literally the play that they had the game-winning touchdown on two weeks ago, they ran again in the end zone last week, and Amon Ross St. Brown dropped it. But he's getting more looks in the end zone and in the red zone. The targets have been up. And this is a Lions team that, let's face it, I mean, they're clearly going to be throwing in this game against the Cardinals. So I think it leads to good volume for Amon Ross St. Brown. They're getting the rookie involved, and he is making the most of it. I mean, it only took, you know, two and a half months, but he is turning into the receiver I thought he could be in the preseason. It looked like this was going to happen all year long. It didn't. So uh, I'm pleased to, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you're delayed in being right, but it still makes you feel good that, that you were right about something. Uh, I'm going to finish this off with Tyler Higby, who is fresh off the COVID-19 list, didn't play uh, in the Monday night game against the Cardinals, but looks to be available for this week's game against Seattle. And while we've talked about defenses that are bad against tight ends, I don't think we've talked as much about the Seahawks. They've generally been bad defensively against nearly every position, but uh, the tight end position is one as well. Matthew Stafford throwing the ball very, very well recently, spreading it around, and I think Tyler Higby can get some looks, if no other reason, just down near the end zone, uh, maybe get in the painted area a couple times. That would be fantastic. Um, but again, if you're streaming tight ends, this is a Tyler Higby week. I know a lot of people were sort of distraught last week because they were starting Tyler Higby trying to get into the playoffs, and then he tested positive for COVID uh, late in the week and left a lot of people scrambling. If you somehow survived that, congratulations. Uh, Tyler Higby may be available for you coming up this, uh, this weekend. Uh, if you want more sleepers, though, as I mentioned, I do write a weekly sleepers column. I hope you know that because it's week 15 and we talk about this every single week. You can check it out at NFL.com slash sleepers. And if you want more fantasy goodness, there are plenty of options, including Sunday fantasy game day. You can find that streaming in all the local normal spots. Uh, it starts at noon Eastern. Uh, it's uh, Florio. It is Kimmy Checks. I think this week it's Adam Rank. Uh, I don't think there's any money guns. But uh, there is some ridiculousness, and you should check that out. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, you can find it streaming, like I said, at noon Eastern. Uh, so we made it through the show, and I didn't see any reports of anyone else testing positive for COVID. So Can't wait till we sign off and 30 players go or something oh, yeah. like that. No. Like- uh, I'm sure you know, most of you guys don't understand the history of the show, but usually we do a whole show, and then immediately after uh, we finish, uh, something major breaks, and then we're torn and have to figure out how to fit it in there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, is it legal to name your kid anonymous? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated, please. Good luck in the playoffs to all of you that are there, and we'll see you next week. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.